no matter how hard you try, there's going to be something that you miss along the way. And that's just part of the process. And you can't let that discourage you. And it's a matter of learning those lessons and applying it to other parts of your business so you don't make those mistakes again. Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. We got with you today, the Knucklehead Steven, as always. And honestly, I'm honored that we would actually be approached about having a repeat guest. We've had it happen a few times in the past. Sometimes it's worked out great. Sometimes it hasn't worked out very well to coordinate calendars. But we just were talking about how, you know, and you can listen to kind of some of the after show stuff at a different time on our website a little bit later on. But the cool part about having an innovator, a creator, somebody who's been educated at some of the most established and highly sought after positions from an institution standpoint, going to you went to USC. I'm going to butcher your backstory, but I, I think it's important to set context here for some of the listeners. Andy Majeka, who's a, a West Point grad, a former soldier officer, army leader of men and women. I'm very, very excited to have Andy back on the show. I'm going to mischaracterize everything about his progress over the last couple of years, but gosh, I mean, he was just telling me, well, first of all, Andy, welcome back to the show, bud. How in the hell are you? Good. Good. No, I really appreciate it. No, I'm, I'm disappointed. You don't know every single intimate detail of my life. I'm, 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 I'm very disappointed. <laughs> I left out that I left out the, the football piece for all the folks that are just missing the fact that the American gridiron may or may not be back this fall. We'll see. Yeah. That's a different topic though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So fast forward almost two years since the last time that you've been on the podcast, we were just talking about how you know, this is Knucklehead Podcast. This is not like, hey, listen, we sold 15,000 units and we did this in 24 hours. This isn't Dave Portnoy and The Hustle, literally one tweet, 30,000 trend subscribers later, any of that crap. What we're talking about here is we're talking about the struggle, the grind of creating something that didn't exist before, putting together that game, which allows folks to get together and actually spend an evening together talking with each other. Imagine that in today's society. Without technology, they could literally work together in a, using gameplay in this board game called Crypto Cartel. And you were just talking about one of the biggest experiences of learning how to leverage a crowdfunding platform like Kickstarter and the pains associated with being able to deliver for your backers. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So there's a lot of effort that goes into that. And it's a lot of preparation. I think that's one of the things I learned, especially from the military, is you got to really plan these things out. You can't just like do them on a whim and just you know hope for the best. It comes down to doing your homework, doing your due diligence, and just trying to piece together as much as you can. And and I, I've you know exposed some blind spots I had along the way, which I think are you know really good. I think that that's that's a really good way to dealing with Kickstarter or coming up with a business plan. Exposed blind spots. I guess the business in general. Putting together small businesses like trying to create a plane in flight and <laughs> keep it together, keep it flying, and then keep building it. And you hope for a safe landing. And fortunately, I had a pretty safe landing overall, which I think is the important thing. And I'm still going. That's the important thing. And that's one of the things that I, I've always heard from other entrepreneurs is it's a matter of waking up the next day and then keep going at it and not stopping. Because oftentimes, you can just give up altogether. How much inventory did you need to purchase from some of the folks that manufactured the pieces to your product? And then going through the name change and all of the things that you had to experience. We've been following your story for some time, my friend. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just interested. Talk to these people about what do the unit economics look like? I mean, what what did you have to do in order to expedite the shipment? Or, and did they get it right the first time? What does an iteration look like? I hope these people understand that building a board game, I mean, it is, I mean, that's, yes, 
what you're, everything you're saying about small business is true. And that's even just for providing a service, meeting face-to-face with somebody, let alone developing a product and manufacturing an entirely new thing. Right, right, yeah. Even after having the back and forth with a manufacturer, things can, can still go wrong, which, is, which can be the frustrating thing. And I guess one of the things I learned, and I guess this is kind of a little, I mean, you, you appreciate this being you know, a military veteran, you know, having deployed in you know, foreign countries, working with other, other cultures, is that there's going to be some hangups in communication just just simply based upon the, the cultural differences that you have with different people and so expectations are completely different as far as what you think are appropriate inappropriate but with that being said i think that my manufacturer did a really great job with everything i guess the real question is how did this all materialize from an inventory perspective like how did i end up with with 2000 so i ended up with 2000 units is the way this worked out and the way the pricing worked out for that, that made the most sense for me i had to order 2000 units on my game my wife gave me such a hard time about this, <laughs> as all wives do, about, you know, because there's a lot of capital that's in, involved. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. One of the main features of the game, and I was really dead set on this, is like, nope, not doing, not doing it any other way, is the design of the box. My wife was like, couldn't you just do a cardboard box? I was like, no, absolutely it's not. Nice container. Yeah, it's nice yeah, container. yeah. And that's, that's one of the major selling features of the game itself. It's what separates it in the marketplace. So describe for our listeners who haven't seen it, talk to us about the importance of that detail. Yeah. Okay. So again, the name of the game is Crypto Cartel and it comes in, all my military veteran listeners will probably really appreciate this. Anyone who's had to deal with, you know, shipping containers or connexes, but the box looks like a shipping container and it's just fantastic. The details were, were done just so well. Like I had actually, you know, I was fortunate to work with another West Point grad who did the 3D design. Actually, two West Point grads who worked on the three D design of of the the box and went from one West Point grad to the other, and then one one just dialed in the details even more so. And the box is sturdy; it's really fantastic. It, it really holds the cards really well, and it doesn't take up a lot of space. And that's I think part of the reason why. Little side note: it's uh, it's listed on Amazon as the Amazon's choice product, which I'm I was really excited to see that. I just learned that about two weeks ago. But anyways, so I got you know two thousand units of my game, and it includes. From a business perspective, I try to keep the resources down to a minimum. So a lot of repeats within the game, if that makes sense. So and a lot of just like copy and pasting, so to speak. So if you look at some of these board games that you see on the marketplace, especially like for these these really hardcore board gamers, like fifty dollars is like the minimum that people will spend. But they'll spend. I mean, they'll spend up to hundred bucks. I mean, when I was demoing my game. You know, a year and a half ago, <laughs> two years ago, with a whole bunch of gamers at a game shop, uh, one of the guys in the middle of a playtest session just gets up and decides, oh, I'm going to drop 100 bucks on Magic the Gathering cards. I was like, okay. <laughs> that's, yeah. Just in the middle of gameplay, I was like, okay. I, that's, that's, that's a thing. Because we're in a game store. That a lot of people were playing Magic. He was a big Magic fan. And so he just oh, goes... Yeah. He just buys this big box. He just says, I'm going to drop a hundred bucks on all these, these magic cards. I was like, all right. <laughs> it, isn't that cool? The way that uh, I, I think it's cool listening to a, just a completely different set of individuals sitting around a board, essentially playing with each other. Uh, honestly, a kid's game. It's a kid's activity, which is why I still play you know board games with my kids all the time. The biggest frustration I have as a parent is not remembering exactly how the game's played. So we also have to, we have to like make up a, you know, a new way to play it, or the pieces are just all over the place, or yep. the box that they came in was crappy cardboard, to your point about answering your wife's mm-hmm. question. So that then it's like, I have pieces from one game and another one, because that box broke. And, yep. and so all of these things that you're trying to accomplish by having pretty much in a kit, 
your evening in a kit is what it is. Let's gather over uh, over the table and and play crypto cartel and rub each other and give each other a hard time. Yep, yep. But let's back up then two years. You know, January 2018 is when we recorded last, but we released it in September. I, I'm interested over the course of that two years, what feedback have you gotten from folks that have actually played the game, that have purchased it, that surprised you the most that you didn't anticipate at the beginning whenever you first rolled it out? Have you ever asked yourself why you haven't started a podcast? Well, I already know the reason. So do you. You don't feel like you're tech savvy. You don't feel like you got your message wired tight. And quite frankly, it's just, it's all this mystification going on. Quite frankly, uh, our process helps to demystify that. We're push button for podcasts. We're knucklehead. Why knucklehead? Well, we lead with the fact that you don't know what you're doing. We do. We've been there. We've actually been in your shoes. We take your spoken voice. We literally give a human voice to your website. You want to bring dead leads to life? Well, then you need to talk to Knucklehead. Essentially, what we're going to do is we're going to take you through our process and we're going to help take your human voice and increase the process for you going from dead leads to life. How do I how do I do that? Well, you essentially just take your human voice, put it in a directory and let people consume more of you. Give your audience the ability to Netflix on you. They want to binge watch you. They want to binge listen. Give them the ability to take your voice along on that commute with them. So you can get in touch with us, Steven at Knucklehead Podcasts, or if you've got a really cool story, stories at Knucklehead Podcasts. You can find us on LinkedIn and on Facebook at Knucklehead Promotions LLC and get in touch with us. Don't be a beta about the process. Don't let the fact that you don't know prevent you from getting some wins. So don't be a beta, get some wins and contact us today. See you. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, for people listening, for people wanting to go into any type of entrepreneurial endeavor, I, I think that there's anything... Um, there's a lot that I can share about this whole process that can help really help you just shed, shed some light on what you can expect. And, and again, like things aren't going to go perfect. And I think that's the one thing you need to anticipate. And no matter how hard you try, there's going to be something that you miss along the way. And that's just part of the process and you can't let that discourage you. So you're going to make mistakes, number one. So for example, in this edition, there was a misprint in the rule book. <laughs> a few typos made its way in there, but you know that's part of the process. It's part of learning. It's part of growing. So that's, that's one small example. And then another example is, you know, I'm, I'm really, really fortunate to have some friends who have really played a lot of crypto cartel during this pandemic <laughs> i've had i have a couple of friends who have had a tournament in there you've actually live shared some of these crypto cartel live playing events on facebook and even yeah. have a soundtrack that people can go download and have yeah yeah play during the gameplay oh yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah so i have a friend you know, a couple of friends who they actually helped me you know put the game together but they've had like for example they've had a little like tournament in their apartment among friends and they've played it at least like 20 times from what it looks like based upon the score yeah. they played at least 20 times but they've really gone through it and but what's been really fun well that's one thing i didn't anticipate well i mean i think the pandemic makes it a little bit easier but you know seeing people being able to play as this often i think that's really great but then there were some little pieces of feedback it's not like bad stuff just how to make things a little bit better like some of the cards have a little bit too powerful is what some people have told me, which I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's a good little piece of feedback for, for next time. But I think what's you know what's what's more important is the fact that you got to understand that that conversation, it's in and of itself, is the most important thing. When they share the, the the entire story of of their experience, whether it's good or bad, the fact that they're going out of their out of their way to share it with you, I think, is the important thing. How hard is that though? Being a West Point grad, <laughs> going to one of the top universities. <laughs> for communication school entertainment at USC 
Mm-hmm. How difficult is it to lower your ego and get critical feedback from from people? So, so I didn't didn't go to USC. I, I just want to clarify one de- detail. Um, I try oh. to go in USC. Yeah, I try to go in. I think it's what, what I shared with you last time. It was um, I try to get in USC. I didn't get in. Um, but yeah, oh, that's, that's right. I'm yeah, 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 really yeah, misremembering. Yeah. Host <laughs> foot in the mouth. That's me. Has it been? Was it been two years or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. No. But, but honestly, though, um, you can't have humility without being humiliated. I think is the important thing, um, and I think that's one of the one of the the, the best parts about this pro- this process is just again being willing to hear what's good and what's bad. You, I, I honestly don't think you should be you should allow yourself to hear the good stuff without hearing the bad stuff as well because you don't want, you don't want to, yeah. you don't want to sugarcoat any of this stuff at all. And I think that's the important thing. Because otherwise, it's you're not going to get the results you're looking for. Well, you still end. you still have aspirations to uh, uh, to be uh, to produce movies, to direct yes. movies. You're, you're largely in the entertainment space. Yes. You live in the kind of the yep. uh, the epicenter, yep. so to speak, of where all that stuff takes place. So you, you know, I, I'm glad we're talking about the USC part because it's it's part of my story, and I think yeah. that this is that's why. I did this game ultimately to begin with is because I didn't get in the USC. I, I applied twice, didn't get in. There's one other person who had that same exact experience. His name is Steven Spielberg. <laughs> um, applied twice to USC, didn't get in. It, it worked out horribly for him. Spoiler alert. You know, he's not famous at all. But just blockbusters in the history of the planet. Oh my God. Yeah, no, but, uh, but in all seriousness, and again, one of the things I've learned along the way with whether it's film or what have you, it's, I mean, if, if you want to create something, it, you really need like that entrepreneurial spirit to, 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 to build something, to, to get things together, to keep it going. Cause you want it to be self-sustaining. That's the important thing. Cause if it's not self-sustaining, it, it's going to be even more difficult. And that's why I made this game is because again, it's going to, it's going to give me some more income to, to throw some more money at other projects. And that's what I've been able to do. And so I've, and what's happened since then, I'm, and again, I'm really happy that we're having this conversation because you know, a lot has happened in the last two years, especially in the last like six months with the, the way things have sort of grown from the perspective of crypto cartel. And that is, well, one, you touched on the music. There's music now. Yeah. It enhances the entire experience. You, yeah. So you can tap into multiple senses as yeah. somebody having a, a interaction with one of your things. Yeah. Andy, I think this is important to, to hover over because people will pass over this and gloss over the details, not understanding the relationship and the harmony between an analytical mindset and a creative mindset. So mm-hmm. the words used to piece things together in music, which you know, there's we're talking about a soundtrack more yep. uh, you know associated with yours here. So it's more stanza or more analytical, more numbers related because there's rhythm associated with it and timing and all of those idiosyncrasies associated to enhance an experience. But all that relationship together while you're doing something embeds in somebody's psychology mm-hmm. this experience, and they remember how painful it was to get smashed by you know maybe a too powerful card or whatever the case may be, and they're going to talk about it again more likely because they yeah. had that experience with other people and and it was it was just enhanced by by music and i just thought it i thought it was a, a genius play cuz when's the last time you heard somebody say hey yeah, you need to have this song playing when you're playing monopoly or <laughs> you know what garth brooks when the thunder rolls while you're playing shoots and ladders really really brings out that game play. you know what i'm saying so it's if that's any insight into the games that i've been playing lately with my kiddos uh, <laughs> yeah why did you do that though i want to know why you decided to do that 
a couple of different reasons why. Um, one, you touched upon it to enhance the, the experience of the gameplay, which is also why, because again, like this started with, okay, it's just going to be a game, but then it's going to be, oh, there's going to be a comic series. We're going to have it playing in the background as you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we have a license agreement. Is that a cool if we do that? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. But, but basically, the way the, the genesis of this whole project has been, okay, it's game. Okay, now it's game and comic series. Okay. And then, because there's all going to be other games along the way, too, that related sure. to this content. So we've gone from game, comic books, to uh, music. And then there's also coffee. Uh, there's, I have a private label coffee coming out here very soon. Hopefully before the before this podcast airs, that's that's how soon it's coming out. And again, it, it's expanding laterally. And again, like what's really good about this, whether it's the game, the coffee, the music, or the comic series, you know, some of these things you can do subconsciously while participating in some of the other stuff. Whether you're reading a comic book, you're drinking coffee, listening to music, you can do those three things at once while trying to kind of capture the essence of it. Who play? So when people think of board games now, they would think, no, it's not. There's not technology. There's not. It's not an app. You don't can have their their data. You need to understand what kind of device. You you're kind of wrecking that entire paradigm in a way by distributing this product and actually building other ways for folks to interact with your brand. I'm fascinated by how many people or what's the demographic of the type of people who really enjoy playing this game and giving you feedback? Is it people that you know you or is, have you found that lookalike audiences in different parts of the world really can interact with this, especially in English speaking, since obviously it's in English? Yeah. <laughs> More recently, it's been friends who've, who've given me a lot of feedback, but my, mm-hmm. but the, but the friends who have actually, you know, for example, it's not all my friends because I've, I've gone to several different t- types of friends and the ones who are actually interested in board games give me the most feedback. So they're within the demographic of what I'm shooting for. But one of the things I've learned along the way is the fact that my actual demographic is ages 25 to 34, you know, predominantly male. And they, they're really, they're essentially a nerd is <laughs> really what it boils down to. You know, I, I, I say that endearingly because I'm also a nerd. But basically the whole idea is that people who are into, you know, movies, TV shows, comic books, pop culture, you name it, comic books, it, it's any of the, any one of those things they all tend to be under the same roof, which is part of the reason why I'm doing this again, because it's it's this is all this is all a single endeavor to get to a, a larger goal, and it's it's a lot of little things along the way. It's going to help build build things up. So that's why, for example, what's so great about the coffee is a coffee again. You can do it, and a lot of people consume coffee, so it's really it's a lot easier for people to get on board with a coffee than it actually is to get on board with with the board game. So, um, yeah, I'm going to capture a lot of people from that perspective. And again, I think the important thing is when you have a business, you want to keep having that conversation. You want the conversation to just die, especially if it's just like a single project. It's like, okay, this is my one project. Okay. See you later. It's like, no, no, you want, you want them to stick around. You want them to, and, and that's a good thing about, you know, games in general is that like what you're talking about is you create an experience and you can always go back and touch upon that experience again. And typically it's a, a fun experience. I mean, exactly. most people will retain all of those things. They they won't remember the details so much. I mean, yeah. Case in point with me misremembering the the USC. You know, <laughs> my, my bad. You know, <laughs> podcast. This is not. You know, this is not. You did it perfectly. Everything. Every no, time. Every time this, no, honestly, Stephen, you're, you're you're probably one of the best podcast hosts I've I've actually worked with recently. Another reason why I actually came back to you and say, hey, let's let's do this again because this is actually really good. But more importantly, again, like with with the experiences that. Like, if you can evoke a lot of emotion out of a project, especially a game, one game that my family loves, but also 
almost hates playing is risk. And the reason why we, we don't like playing risk is because you know, emotions can kind of come out from that game. But, that, but yeah, but, absolutely. But that's the beauty behind that game is that it's again, you, you, you know, you do things, people like break alliances along the way and, and do things. To- Have you played, this is a side tangent, so I could really take this off. off yeah. course here. Have you played the Monopoly game? the junior one where they use the debit card where you have to insert it and calculate the number of credits. No, but that's, I've seen that. And that that looks so intriguing. The fact that they've gone to the length of having a debit card, which is really cool. They they have, I think it's very well intended. It is a gigantic pain in the teeth. I'll just put it to you. (laughs) But probably actually just as much as it is being the bank back in the old school monopoly days when you'd always knock over the board for having like the, the bills slipped underneath the side, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I wish I bought more, you know, hotels and homes back in my <laughs> Monopoly playing games. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, anyway, I digress. I, I hear what you're saying. There are games that that are honestly that's what they do. There's a level of competitiveness and this frequency that gets interrupted, so to speak, whenever you're sitting there playing because you can't control the outcome yeah. and you're experiencing that with those that are around you, which. Honestly, that's my encouragement. Anybody listen to this particular podcast, Andy, uh, you can get the game. Andy, tell them real quick on where they can go get the game. You can actually get on Amazon right now. Uh, you can get on Prime. You know, you can get delivered in, in a matter of days. And again, like I said, it, I'm really grateful that Amazon has elected to throw the Amazon's Choice label on my. On my what does that mean? What does Amazon Choice mean for for those who don't? What you'll notice is that sometimes when you see a lot of products, especially products that are very similar it, within a, like a very broad category, they'll sometimes promote some products over the other, and it's it's for a lot of different reasons. I think that it's not a purchase part- thing. You don't purchase an Amazon Choice label, right? No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, there's nothing I could do on my end. I can't throw money at them or anything like that and say, hey, you know, you give me that choice label. It's like, no, they, they, they give it to me. It's, it's their, it's their choice to give it. You know, to, to you know, throw that label on there. But basically, it, there's a lot of different factors that go into. It. I think the biggest component is the reviews and the reviews for for what it is, and not to mention it's also how how it helps their business too, which is another reason why they do it. Um, I, I think again to to my point, you know or to what we discussed before, the fact that the game is really small, I think makes that game not all that strenuous on their, their network, on their, their fulfillment network. Uh, and I think that that's another reason why it's on there. There's, there's a myriad of different reasons why. It'd be interesting to get, it'd be interesting to get, you know, just for, for you, just for the confirmation of all that, to talk to some operations director at the warehouse and ask how that process unfolds, you know? Yeah, I've, I've looked it up online and I, I think it's, it's from a business perspective, if I had to summarize it, so one, it's, the, the price point is is just right. You know, the yeah. game goes for thirty four ninety nine. It's not it's super expensive. No, it's not. It's the, the the margin that Amazon captures on on the purchase. That's another factor that goes into it. So again, they they make a decent amount of money off a single purchase of my game. It doesn't. Again, it's it's small. So the amount of stress that goes into their their workers to to pull a copy of my game and throw it in a box is very sturdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. I have a, I have a one of my. So my son. I think we talked about this a little bit before, and we'll wrap maybe after this story. You, I'd, I'd love to give you an opportunity to give us some feedback on, you know, what the process has been like personally, and what it's done for your family, and you know, right. some 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 challenges along the way. You made reference to your wife giving you feedback that you didn't. <laughs> adopt which can can and go one of a couple different ways sometimes. Yep. yep. Uh, but my son, he's got a, a candy machine business where he takes these, you know turnstile you put a quarter in you, you flip it you know you turn it around and they give you just a little bit of money it's called a, a u-turn machine 
And he's got a couple of those throughout businesses here locally in Rockwall. He's, he's, he's been doing this business for two or three years, right? And he's got a, oh, cool. he's got, got a, a pretty good business going. He just brought his, his youngest son in on one of his first U-turn machines here locally. And the business that they put it in is a company called Warehouse Pro. And it's Warehouse Pro is, is based here in Rockwall. And uh, Warehouse Pro is owned by uh, a, a great family business second generation business owner. But what they do is they actually specialize in folks that launch their products off Kickstarter so they can enhance the experience for the customer by having a uniquely packed box. So whenever they get their product, they're having swag or they're having multiple relationships with different vendors and their products inside the package, you know, as well as the actual product that the customer purchased. So it's an interesting way to look at shipping and enhancing the customer experience through this whole process. So have you experimented at all with other type of distribution uh, methodologies outside of Amazon to enhance the experience? Well, at least what I did before Amazon is the fact that I did, I um, tried doing self-fulfillment on my own. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's something I try to do. And that's yeah. the, the good thing about that is that my, my margins are significantly better selling it on my own versus going through Amazon. Amazon's, you know, for example, they'll take like a, a $10 cut off my game versus going through Stripe. It's like three bucks off, off the top, off the, um, the, the price. But the only, the, the challenge though is this, is that who's going to pay for the shipping? That, that's, that's the key thing now. And it's really hard to compete with that, especially since Amazon has such a robust network. Absolutely. And, I think, and I think that's, that's just something that, it, again, it, it's really hard to work, work against that, especially when they have, you know, the wheels and the boots on the ground to get things from point A to point B. And they're super, and they're great at it. That's a thing is they're so good at it. They are. Um, yeah. But yeah. again, and again, like I would not have had that Amazon choice label had I not worked with Amazon. And I think that's another thing. So yep. like, um, I, I know we're wrapping up here, but just real quick, I'm still trying to work with retailers, but the fact that I have the Amazon's choice label on my product is a huge selling point. Wow. Like going into these these mom and pop shops that sell games, like, hey, listen, like, I know you don't know me, but you know, this is my game, and then, and I think that's part of it is just sharing that with them the story where I've been, where I've gone, yeah, where I'm at now, where where it's going, and then saying, hey, by the way, Amazon has elected to provide the you know the Amazon's choice label on my game. I think that's it's it's a huge selling point. And it makes it you know really marketable. I mean, thousands and thousands of units of your of your product, people's experiences. That's going to be a a big deal. I mean, you're talking about eighty episodes ago, and <laughs> whenever is whenever you came on to the podcast, which is incredible. And the, the progress that you've made in that period of time, you didn't have a product then. You had an idea and you had a concept, and it was getting fulfilled. But now you have a product. You have customers. You have reviews. You've got kind of a stamp of approval from one of the largest distribution systems that are, that exists on the planet, in Amazon. What's next? So what's next is again, it's just a matter of expanding the business laterally, like what, what I had described. But yeah, so I'm really close to getting that first comic book, you know, up and running and going. So that's that's the important thing. And then also the coffee is coming out shortly. And then the music is actually going to be available here soon on Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, a couple of different these, these platforms. So I, I would encourage you. Well, it's on YouTube right now, but if you yeah. want to download and buy the soundtrack, you can get off one of those platforms. And I think that's the oh, important. That's cool. thing. Yeah. yeah. Who's and the artist? It's my cousin, my second cousin, Nick Tuttle. He did it such oh, a great job. Awesome. Yeah, he did a great job with it. He was super helpful along the way. Incredibly talented. So if anyone is in need of, you know, someone who is a really talented musician <laughs> to, to help put together some music, I, I, I know a guy. More importantly, though, he's, he's just a great, great person to work with. He's a great collaborative person. We'll put his information, we'll put 
your information and we'll put the uh, the link all in the show notes for those of you who are listening hopefully if you if you have some type of way that we can interact with the comet strip too we'll put that in the show notes so yeah so yeah folks can uh, have the ability to do that this episode will just to give you a heads up we can get into those details after the fact but yeah I, it'll happen before the coffee comes out i'll put it to you that way oh cool okay <laughs> well, it's even better I was going to say, hopefully I can, I can beat you to the punch, but I might, might be a tall order now, <laughs> so, yep. but it's, it's literally just a matter of, of getting stuff listed on a website. That's how close I am. I'll just put it that way. Awesome. So awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm almost there, but I guess some final feedback for those, you know, who are looking to get into a business, looking to get things done again, uh, just, just keep going. Don't stop. That's the important thing. Just take things in stride. Cause it's not a perfect process. You're going to make mistakes along the way, no matter how hard you try. And it's a matter of learning those lessons and applying it to other parts of your business. So you don't make those mistakes again. I think it's a very valuable feedback. What I'm hearing also, and a lot of it, what he's saying is be open to your networks feedback, be open to leveraging your network for their skill sets who can help you get, get your goal across the finish line that much quicker. So yep. Andy, I appreciate you uh, taking some time. It's been, it's been some time to coordinate this time together. So I appreciate you being flexible. Appreciate you being a warrior. Thank you for your service to the country and, uh, and going out there and still kicking ass and taking names as it relates to entrepreneurship, because then that sir is what's going to provide more opportunity going forward for the next generation. And those folks that are going to be working for you. So appreciate you leading from the front there, bud. For sure. No, Steven, it's great. And, and uh, let's let's go for the third episode, man. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. We'll have you back. Of course. That's awesome. Those of you who like listen to Knucklehead, every Tuesday we got new episodes coming at you. Be sure to you go over to Amazon, type in Crypto Cartel and go support Andy and his business and his endeavor. Look forward to talking with you soon, guys. Have a good rest of the day. See you.